Welcome to the Inside Out Style Podcast with Imogen Lamport, your scientist of style. Each episode, you'll get real-world style advice for women of every size, shape, and age. And now, here's Imogen. Hi, it's Imogen Lamport from Inside Out Style coming to answer your colour and style questions. The first one today comes from Kate who says, I love all colours, but having too many clothes in my closet is overwhelming. And then I don't even go in. How do I create outfit formulas using colour palettes? So really, we don't want to wear every single colour under the, ton- the sun because that actually makes it really hard to either, um, you know, kind of create outfits because we have too many. You know, too much choice is actually a bad thing. Our brains can't really cope with too much choice. So sometimes limiting ourselves to a slightly smaller color palette makes life easier. Learning which colors go together does make putting colors together much easier. So if we think about color properties, there are three color properties. We have what we call the intensity. So that's how bright the colors are down to how gray down they are. So each of these is a scale. It's a You know, it's not just one end or the other, it's a scale with lots in between. So we have that intensity factor, so how bright that colour is. Then we have what we call the value of the colour. So that's how light or dark the colour is. So I can make a light blue by adding white. I can make a dark blue by adding black. I can do that to many colours. Even if we think about colour like red, uh, pink is just light red. It's red with white added to it. Burgundy or maroon is red with black added to it. We've just given them other names rather than calling them all light and dark red. Uh, There are some colours like yellow. We can't really make too dark. They go very muddy very quickly. Uh, But we can think about, you know, light and dark versions of different colours. Now, what suits you as far as light and dark goes comes down to your hair colour. So lighter hair colour means overall lighter colors, darker hair color means overall darker colors. That is the one simplest thing you can think about when you are choosing clothes when you are going shopping. That if you look at your hair color, if you choose uh, clothes that have a similar value to your hair, that will always work much better for you than if you go completely differently. Uh, So that's value. And then we have our last property of color, which is undertone, which is how warm or cool the color is. And this is adding, you know, blue, based colors are cooler and yellow based colors are warmer. So we're deciding about are they warm or cool colors, light or dark, bright or muted. Now, light and dark can kind of work with every other category, but the intensity of color really matters. You don't want to mix bright colors with muted colors. They just don't work together. So we want to think about having similar intensity colors. They will work together easily. And then the same undertone of color also works together. So we want to think about intensity and undertone. When they are similar, you will find the colors work together really easily. And this is why a color palette is really great because what has been selected in that color palette are colors that have the same intensity, the same undertone and a related value to you. Um, So when we're thinking about mixing colors, start there. Now, the easiest way might be looking in your wardrobe at what you already own, seeing if you have any particular neutrals or if you have lots of bright colours or if you have lots of muted colours or you have something in between, um, that those are the clothes that may work together more easily. So 
have a look at those colors. Now, lots of colors work together, and this is where the color wheel is a great guide, and you can go online and use interactive color wheels to find these things for you. Um, just look up something like interactive color wheel or color picker, things like that, and you'll be able to find one. And on color wheels, we have what we call color relationships. So these are um, monochromatic colors. So monochromatic just means mono meaning one and chroma meaning color. So it means outfits in one color. So shades of pink or shades of blue or shades of green. It actually doesn't mean black or white. That is achromatic, which is black, white, and gray. So we can have monochromatic colors. We can have analogous colors. So these are colors that go around the color wheel. Um, they harmonize really well together and it's a not too poppy look. So if you have a uh, you know, a lower color contrast, or you just don't want to wear a lot of different colors at the same time, analogous colors can be great to wear together. This is why blue and green should be seen. It's just that the blue and green need to be the same undertone to work together. Uh, and then we have our things like our triads. So this is an equidistant triangle. So blue and yellow and red are a triad and often picking two of those three colors in a triad works really well together. So blue and red with white, for an example, or purple and green with, uh, you know, maybe a, um, a brown or something like, you know, there's lots of different ways we can combine those colors together. And then there's things like complementary colors, which are directly opposite each other on the color wheel, or even split complementaries, which are just slightly off the complementary. So these are all ways of putting colors together. So getting a color wheel, finding out which colors work well together, and then you can have a play. And there's also tetrades, there's all sorts of other combinations as well, but they are starting points. Another way you could decide on a capsule formula for a color palette is actually having a scarf or a pattern garment and then just picking out other garments in your wardrobe that have those same colors in them and then wearing them in combination. And especially when you're wearing them with that scarf, what that does is tie those colors together very easily. So there are lots of different ways about, you know, choosing different color palettes. I mean, ideally, when you have a color palette, and this is what one of my seven steppers said recently uh, when we were doing our live Q&As, uh, is that she said, I just find it so easy now to put outfits together because all my colors in my wardrobe go together. So it's become really easily. I don't have to go, try and, you know, throw myself through some complicated hoops. Now it has become easy because those colors go together naturally. And that's what her wardrobe is reflecting. And that is the value of having that color palette. Plus those colors make you look great as well. Um, so yeah, so this is where too much choice can actually be overwhelming. So just thinking about what are the color properties, actually, maybe it's going through your wardrobe and putting colors with similar color properties together. Um, and then you'll be able to start to like create outfits from there rather than when you've got everything in higgledy piggledy, you'll find it's very, very difficult to create outfits you know, when it's not working together. So that's just a starting point on thinking about creating a, you know, color formula for your own color palette. But of course, everything wants to relate back to you. The whole thing I do and the whole, you know, everything I talk about is how we are looking for the harmony within you and expressing that through your clothes. And so this is your personality. This is your coloring. This is your value. This is your body. Everything about you, when we are in harmony with that, it is like listening to a beautiful piece of music. And so this is why when you're looking in the mirror and you're deciding about how do I put a formula together or look in the mirror, look at what you're seeing and see if you can repeat that with your outfits.
Now, hopefully that's given you a few tips to start thinking about your wardrobe and fixing it. Dawn says, I'm very frustrated and have been for years trying to figure out my colours. I've been draped to spring, a soft autumn, etc., but I have trouble with many of those colours. Now, spring and autumn are both uh, warm palettes. One is brighter, though, and one is softer. Um, I don't seem to look good in any of the yellows or oranges. It's very frustrating. Anyway, I've settled on grey, soft light colours and charcoal, which I don't suppose go on redheads, although I'm 65 and mostly white ivory with a sprinkling of red now. Um, so, one thing is, if you're mostly white ivory, you're no longer a redhead. <laughs> so we have to kind of keep up with the hair we have today. I could say I am a, uh, you know, I have got black hair, but I don't anymore. I'm not even a dark brunette anymore. I'm not that anymore. I am a silver, <laughs> silver sister instead. So we have to kind of go, well, yeah, that's why those colors you had done years ago don't work for you because you are no longer that coloring. And this is why we want to reassess our coloring every time our hair color particularly has a major shift, but also every 10 to 15 years anyway is a good time to reassess. So it can be five years, depending if you've had a, a bigger change or you're just feeling like your colors aren't working anymore. So when we're thinking about, it sounds like to me, you've gone to the right sort of colors, the soft like you know, colors, um, hopefully on the, you know, the warm side of that undertone spectrum, uh, and charcoal. So, you know, charcoal may be a bit dark if you have mostly white ivory hair. It depends how dark a charcoal we are talking, but charcoal can be pretty dark. Uh, so just thinking about that, if you have that kind of white gray hair, you'll find that those grays will work for you now. Now they may be warmer grays rather than cooler grays. And there's lots of different grays out there. Um, but it is thinking about what are those right greys and those soft light colours, those spring colours too bright potentially now, um, the autumn colours too dark, and yellow and orange. You know what? There's a lot of people who don't suit yellow and orange. Just because you're warm doesn't mean yellow or orange are your best colours. What is very interesting is I notice that some people might be pink people and other people might be orange people. It's just, you know, you know, are you a warm pink person or are you a warm orange person? So, you know, Maybe yellow is just not for you. So, and that is fine. And it's really interesting is when I'm doing signature colors for clients, what I notice is there might be a whole spectrum of colors where I go, you're just not a purple person or you are a purple person or you're not, uh, you know, an orange person or you are an orange person, um, even with a warm palette. So just because you are warm doesn't mean orange is your best color. It may be for some, but it is not for all. And if you are Caucasian, which you sound like you are, because redheads tend to come on Caucasians, Many Caucasians find yellow a very hard color to wear unless you have a very golden skin tone. So it can be quite washing out for a lot of people. And also yellow, like any color, you've got to pick the right one. So this could be why you have struggled. But just because you're warm doesn't mean yellow or orange are your best colors. Just as if you're cool, it doesn't mean blue is your best color. There are lots of options out there for you within the whole spectrum of color. My last question today comes from Jerry, who says, for a few years now, I've participated in a Facebook group wardrobe challenge. I've done the Pinterest collection to find my style, made graphs to determine my lifestyle, wardrobe needs, and done my closet clean out. What I have not been able to do is put outfits together from my remaining clothes with not much left. In addition, I have recently put on some weight. I've had trouble shopping for a number of years now, even when I was at my goal weight, um, because I've been doing CrossFit for 10 years, which gives you broader shoulders and bigger thighs. So my arms have always been larger 
and my upper legs as well from all that working out. So fitting shirt sleeves and jackets and blazers are a huge challenge. Also getting pants to fit my thighs definitely means the waist has to be altered. I don't want to go shopping for these. I would also like to buy clothes that are of decent quality at a reasonable price, but I don't know what stores to go to in order to meet my needs for fit, quality and price. You're a genie today. Can you help me? Now, I wish I could tell you exactly where to shop because there is no one place for anybody to shop. And this is the thing that, and it's more than just body. We often get very obsessed by body. And yes, I know when things don't fit, it is particularly difficult because I spent many years with a body that was very, very hard to fit when I went shopping. Um, and this is why I think so many people have turned to sewing, um, sewing their own clothes or turning to a dressmaker to have something made to fit you. Because if your body is not manufacturing standard, which is a quite narrow range, uh, you'll either, you know, you'll just find it's very, very hard to find things to fit. And then you avoid shopping at all. And now avoiding shopping is not helping you because you'll, you, if you've got nothing in your wardrobe, it's very hard to create an outfit. So you need to shop, um, but also to lower your expectations when you do shop because it's going to be super hard to find things anyway. Um, so this is where you could go online and and looking at measurements. So even just going online and doing some pre-research before you go into a store to, to see, you know, what are the kind of sizes, what are the kind of measurements that those clothes are made for? Because that can help you like not end up in stores which are completely the wrong, you know, fit for you. Also, of course, things like having a bit of elastane in garments means there's a bit of stretch, which gives a bit more ease uh, that you might find fits a little bit easier. But I do think that, you know, you know, you might be surprised at how reasonably priced a dressmaker can be these days, um, particularly to make something, you know, like a good pair of trousers for work, or maybe you want a great jacket, um, that sometimes once they've got your measurements and made something, you can then have things replicated in other colours, um, more easily and you can also have so much greater choice plus the clothes fit you and you're not wasting a whole lot of time wandering around stores and getting depressed when you try things on and nothing is working for you because you know like alterations not a sign of failure you know and the thing is you don't have a manufacturing standard body and nobody really does um, everybody has their own body and fit issues and different brands fit in different ways and this could be you know asking around maybe people at the gym maybe there's people where you go and do your crossfit who also have the same problem so why not ask people there where they have luck shopping are the particular brands they have more luck with um, and Otherwise, it could be turning to, you know, like a dressmaker. Now, the thing is, you'll get much better quality. You may pay a little bit more than if you were in the store, but you might be surprised. Um, but also, too, is it's likely to last much longer and be better quality. So, you know, this is where your cost per wear is really important. And if you've got something that you love and the cost per wear is great, um, then you'll actually keep it for longer and you'll get lots of wear out of it. So that value is really there in that piece. There is no easy way, but if you've got nothing in your wardrobe, it's very hard to create outfits. So we do have to kind of try and work out how to get around this. And this does mean going out and looking, 
but doing some online research, looking at the measurements they put in there, looking for fabrics that have elastane in them rather than just a straight woven that has no stretch, accepting that, you know, that the waist always needs to be altered or that you have to look for deep armholes in jackets or maybe it's, you know, like I need to look for a kimono style which has a naturally deep armhole rather than a standard sort of blazer. I mean, there's all sorts of different things you can think about. But of course, your personality always comes into this as well. So you've got to like the clothes. They've got to feel like you as well. And so this is where there's no one store because there may be a store that fits your body, but it's not your style. Um, so this is where sometimes I do think the handmade aspect and maybe it's going on Etsy um, and looking for someone who might be able to alter their pattern to fit your body, to fit your measurements as well. That's another resource you can look into. I mean, I wish I could genie up magical clothes that fit every one of you. Um, sadly, I don't have that in my powers. <laughs> but, but at least if you know what you're looking for, you're not wasting money on the wrong things. So hopefully some of those tips have helped you today. And thank you so much for being here with me. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Inside Out Style with Imogen Lamport. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast for more actionable style and colour tips. And don't forget to visit InsideOutStyleBlog.com where you will discover Imogen's encyclopedia of colour and style advice to help you become your most stylish self. If you're enjoying what's here, please leave a review so we can bring you more of the content that helps you adore your wardrobe more so you can get up, get dressed and get out the door looking and feeling fabulous every single day.